welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for the first annual Hollis Lay Spectacular. My name is Joe Batant, and I am joined, as always, by one jolly co-host from the podcast Pod is my co-pilot. Please say... Latte boy. Hello, Taylor the Latte boy. Is jolly just code word for fat? Yes. Okay. But I'm not even a code word. I'm openly calling you fat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined by one morbidly obese co-host. <laughs> I'm joined by someone who's spending his last Christmas with us. <laughs> oh, God. A couple of months ago, you could have actually maybe said that. <laughs> yeah. To Taylor the Latte Boy. Hello, Taylor the Latte Boy. How are you? Hello, Joe. Happy holidays. Happy Merry Christmas holidays and, and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Now, but everyone should know that uh, Taylor and I are both um, Nintendo Switch widows uh, right now. Yes. Yes. I. Yes. I have. I have sat and tried to watch my husband play Super Smash Brothers, which he went and picked up last night at midnight. And I can watch it for about 25 seconds and then I have to go back to doing whatever I'm doing because it's just it's it's overstimulation. So uh, has, has Baba Lou ever even come out for air or anything from this uh, Smash Bros? Super Smash? Oh, no, no. He's 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 down for the night. He's he, uh, I'll, I'll wake up at two in the morning and be like, come to bed because he'll be yeah. out there playing. Let me ask you this. Mm hmm. He went at midnight to pick up the game. He went at midnight to pick up the game. But wait a minute. And did did he play it in last night? He, I, I think he did for a little bit. I was asleep. Okay. Uh, we took set because we had the power outage here, mm-hmm. so we went to the Huffingtons. My co-host on Pod is my co-pilot, and then I got the alert. I got the text message saying power was back on. So, but I had come from work, so he was like, "I'm going to GameStop," and. He had said that they were expecting like 300 people at the GameStop and he was going to go at like 1130. And I'm like, bitch, you better go now. Mm-hmm. So he because he was first going to come home with me and then go out. I'm like, no, because it's going to be crazy. It's going to be mm-hmm. chaos. So I got home about 10 after 11 and went to bed. And I think I felt him come into bed about one o'clock. So I think he just like kind of loaded it in and um <laughs> and the game, too. And uh just uh, set it up maybe to like load any software updates or anything like that. And how long do you think he'll be gone? Like, will you get to be? Oh, that's a different system. Do you guys have those systems on two different TVs? Like, how will you play? Oh, no, 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 no. This this is where the war will begin because he pretty much told me, I'm going to give you this week playing Red Dead because when Smash Brothers comes out, I want the TV back. 
So even though the Switch has a fucking screen that he can walk around and play oh, on. Oh, that's right. You can take the, you can take the little thing yeah. out. Because that's been the thing that he plays on the Switch all the time. And then I've given him shit because I can't watch TV or I can't. He's like, all you have to do is ask me and I'll play it on a screen. Well, magically, now that I'm starting to, you know, say, I want to play Red Dead or I wanted mm-hmm. to play Spider-Man when I had Spider-Man and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That like magically now he's like, well, I want to play it on the screen. So it's going to turn into a fest fight at some point. But why can't it be like, you like, you know, almost like children, you get like an hour or two hours and then he gets. But that's what that's it. ultimately that's what's going to happen, I think. Mm-hmm. But for now, I, I'm giving him the weekend because I've got a crazy weekend with mm-hmm. I'm going to be Santa Claus. And then there's a chance I'm going to go see White Christmas is playing at one of the local movie houses here. Um, on Sunday, so there's a chance I'm going to go see that with Taffy, mm-hmm. and then we tape. So he's got pretty much the weekend, but at some point, then I'm going to go. Okay, that's I'm ready to start riding in the old west again. So give me the TV back. Oh yeah, now let me ask you this question: Does he want you to play with him? He is very much aware that I will not do that. I think this should be called Epilepsy the Game. It it's. It's there's too much going on on the screen and it's too chaotic. And we did he did buy Mario Party, Super Mario Party, and I did play that with him the other night, and that was fun because mm-hmm. that's like a bunch of little mini games and stuff. So and that that was a little bit more, you know, family fun. So that's mm-hmm. something I can handle because I'm an old man. Yeah. Hmm. So I can tell you something, Taylor. You were talking, and I'm sure it was really important. I wasn't listening because my balls really itch. But I'm on You can camera. scratch your balls. I can't see them. Okay. Well, no, you are going to see them. I'm going to scratch them in front of you. Ow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ah, ah, mis huevos. This week, some of the more popular girls in RuPaul's Drag Race history return for a chance to be crowned the very first Christmas queen. Ross Matthews demeans himself as a gay Christmas elf. Jasmine Masters returns. Or does she? RuPaul plugs every song on her Christmas album. The girls don their best 80s couture as well as their best non-denominational holiday eleganza. In the end, everyone lip-synced for their lives, but it was all for naught as RuPaul named all of the contestants the Winter Queens. Then, in a surprise turn of events, RuPaul and Michelle Visage faced off in a lip-sync battle for their lives. In the end, they both sashayed away and let their body doubles do all the work. Taylor the Latte Boy named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Hmm. So after thinking about it... yeah. <laughs> I will say that I liked the fact that I love Christmas. Christmas mm-hmm. is one of my favorite times of year, mm-hmm. as it is many people. And this was a great episode as far as looks go, mm-hmm. particularly surrounding a holiday that I love. So the fact that I got to see as many different looks as I did on just about everybody on the show mm-hmm. was was a lot of fun. Um, the other thing that I liked was I liked all the dancers. Oh yeah. <laughs> the dancers were at one point, Babalu said the dancers are distracting. Like I'm not paying attention to any of the Queens because I'm too busy looking. And that's not something I normally do, mm-hmm. but like there was not an unattractive one in the bunch. They were all fucking hot. There was one. Okay. There was Who one are you talking th- about. Huh? Which one are you talking about? There was like one kind of like scrawny looking black guy down at the no, end. No. I'm talking about the one that looked like JL after Buzz TV's J. Ellis and uh, founder of Pride 48, Adam Burns, had a kid. <laughs> you know I don't know about? which one that one is. Oh, well, I'll, I'll point them out to you later. I was like, I couldn't. I, every time I tell them, I'm like, that looks too much like Adam Burns and J. Ellis. 
There's one that was in the um, category is video that he had a beard. And every time I wa- go back and watch the category is videos, I always like get fixated on him because he's super cute. Mm-hmm. And I realized he was one of the answers as well. But he shaved off the beard. And he kind of shaved his head. Mm-hmm. But he's 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 muscle muscly, muscly. But he's also kind of. Were you, did this turn into Popeye? <laughs> no. Oh, 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 look at my muscles right here. Look <laughs> at my muscles. <laughs> I'd like to eat his spinach. Um, oh, yeah, can you imagine Popeye is a homosexual? Ooh, put that fucking cock in my ass. <laughs> Sorry, that didn't. That I'll did gladly pay you Tuesday for a blowjob oh, today. Oh, do you think um, Wimpy, yeah, Wimpy was totally a chub homosexual? Don't you think? Well, Bluto is clearly a big bear. Oh, you think? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let's let's talk this out here. So you're, I'm arguing that Wimpy is the homosexual. Well, maybe Wimpy and Bluto had a thing. You think so? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, who is it? Who did he get the hamburgers from? Who did Wimpy get the hamburgers from? Just any place. He just loved hamburgers, right? Yeah, I think he just loved hamburgers. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, well, maybe there was some sort of like he wanted Bluto to give him money for the hamburgers and Bluto withheld because Bluto was a leather bear and it was like sort of it was a Dom sub thing. I went to this party the other day (laughs) and the actor Pablo Schreiber was there. You know him? Pablo Schreiber. Is he related to Liev? Yes, his brother. He is so fucking hot. This pump okay. I've I've heard the name and I'm sure that's something what is what has he been in? I'm looking you ever him up seen now. This Orange is the New Black. Oh, I don't watch that. You ever seen this American Gods? Yeah. He's on that show. What is he on American Gods? I don't know. Look it up. What do I look like? The creator of American Gods? I didn't create the oh, show. Oh, he plays he plays the Irish guy on American Gods. Oh, okay. Uh, he's not. He's not my thing. The guy that is the main guy on American Gods. Mm-hmm. Do you watch American Gods? I don't know what that is. I know it's a TV show. It's on Stars, and the guy that is on is so beautiful. I, I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna tell you this: now. Pablo Schreiber. You don't think he's hot? He's so hot. He's like six four and like strapping, like just like you're like, holy shit, take me now. And also a, a sweetheart of a guy. So nice, this Pablo Schreiber. Giving a big, big plug for this Pablo Schreiber. So nice, so down to earth. Thank you. It, uh, okay, he's not necessarily my thing. Look up Richard Whittle or Ricky Whittle. Lil Ricky Whittle? Little Ricky Whittle. W-H-I-T-T-L-E. He and plays Shadow I- Moon on American Gods, and he is uh, fucking beautiful. He is absolutely beautiful. Okay, Ricky Whittle. I'm looking him up right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's hot. Don't get me wrong. He's hot. This Pablo Schreiber, I think, is up there. Maybe he doesn't look good on the show or whatever. So hot. Okay. Thank you. So, okay. So the two things I liked were the dancers. Yeah. I liked all of the – I liked the fact that there were looks. I certainly didn't like all the looks, but I liked that there was a lot of looks. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I did not like, I didn't like the structure of it. I, I, I it was – I kind of wanted it to be an actual Christmas pageant where there was an actual winner at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the actual winner at the end for this is RuPaul's bank account. (laughs) Like, that seems to be what the winner was for this. I kind of think, and maybe, you know, as we learn this week, they're going to have RuPaul's Drag Race is going to the UK. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
And it's very much, I don't know about around the world, but in the UK, it's tradition that a lot of their shows have these one-off Christmas specials. Okay. Like, do you watch okay. this great British baking show? I've seen episodes of it, but I haven't. I'm, on, I'm way behind on seasons. I've on, heard wonderful, wonderful things about it. On this Netflix, they released two of the Christmas specials where it's very similar to what they just saw here, where they bring down, they actually have winners, but they bring back former contestants. It's all very lighthearted. It's all in fun. It's not competitive at all. It's just a good time, just a Christmas special, no sweat, one off. And yeah. I kind of feel that that's what RuPaul was doing. So I'm, I'm going to say this. Two things I liked about the episode. One thing I did not. First thing, let's just get this out of the way. This RuPaul, when she walked on the main stage, looked so fucking good. She looks great. She almost looked like the maquette that they have back there. Um, yeah. The thing. like The hair was perfect. The w- makeup was great. The look was great. Cinch to the gods. I mean, she to was, the gods. She looked, she looked fantastic she looked amazing she looked better than she looked in a very long time yes it was joyous to watch her because of the way she was moving and dancing mm-hmm. and she looked like she was having fun with it and i i loved her hair yeah i thought her hair was great this for panel yeah then the other thing i liked was at first i was a little like mm, about the episode but once i got into what it was and what they mm-hmm. were trying to do, I actually bought into the stupidity of it. Like, I realized it was being stupid. Okay. Oh, yeah. And uh, we said that at one point. We're like, oh, well, you don't need a single brain cell to watch this. This is no. just silly. It is just silly. I, I just I think I went into it expecting it to be one thing. And it really wasn't what I expected. Yeah, exactly. And so it was a lot of fun to watch. It was a good time, and um, yeah, I mean, that, that's all I really have to say about that. Uh, so, the one thing I didn't like, mm-hmm. all the fucking goddamn product placements were yeah. horrible. horrible. This Postmates, and this Anastasia Beverly Hills, and everything. Then also, too, uh, uh, these horrible Christmas songs of RuPaul's were horrible. Yeah. They're not good. They're not good. They're like, they're like songs you buy on like one of those royalty free websites, <laughs> you know, and then you don't even buy it. You're like, oh, who well, is this? And I was thinking, shit? who would listen to this? No, like, yeah. Can you imagine you're at home, the the decorating your Christmas tree, and everyone's like, oh, let's play some Christmas music, guys. I got the perfect Christmas music. RuPaul, we're gonna play her Christmas album. Can you imagine? Years that? ago, yeah. Years and years ago, I was at a Christmas party at work, actually where I work now, which mm-hmm. uh, back then was predominantly gay men. And her first Christmas album, like mm-hmm. when she had the RuPaul show, mm-hmm. the one that was Ho, Ho, Ho. Does she have more than the, one Christmas album? Oh, she has a couple of Christmas albums. This one is from like, well, this one's from the late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. And a lot of it is traditional Christmas songs, but she also created some other Christmas songs. And it's one of those albums that when you listen to it, it's the one kind of simple guy that's laughing at all, that he brought the CD and he was like, guys, you have to hear this. It's RuPaul's Christmas. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And we're all sort of sitting around at the potluck looking at each other like, this is so uncomfortable because this yeah. is really, really horrible. But he's just so into it and thinks it's the funniest thing. Yeah. That's what a lot of the songs remind me of. It's it, They're not going to play that in gay bars. They're not going to play, you know, Christmas parties. Nobody's going to be paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. It just, it, uh, I don't know. No, 
now. Yeah, I agree. Now. No, I agree. It was hor- it was horrible. Uh, and so that's what I got. Uh, did, did, did we miss anything? Just like we're going to go into the episode. Did we miss anything? No, I don't think so. I th- I have something else that I thought you would have not liked, but I'm going to wait and see because I have a feeling we're going to be talking about that later. So I'm going to keep my mouth shut until later. Okay. okay, we'll be right back after these messages. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. All right, I got to get something off my chest. By the time I finish watching RuPaul's Drag Race two times, recording two different shows about it, and spending my entire week around RuPaul's Drag Race, the last thing I want to do is listen to other podcasts about RuPaul's Drag Race. But people are constantly saying, do you listen to this podcast or that podcast? And I'll be honest with you, I don't because I barely have time to record the one that I do. And I, this, this, this sits on me, on my chest. So I have to get it off my chest because I'm like, is this hindering my growth as a creator? So I'm glad I told you guys this. So you guys can stop recommending shows or asking me if I listen to Race Chaser or Sibling Rivalry. We all carry around different stressors, by the way, big, small, serious, silly. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest. Can you imagine if I went to therapy with this? And to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I have benefited tremendously from therapy. Tremendously. And it's a way for me to work out different problems that I've had. And I've shared those problems with you before. If you have stressors in your life, you need to talk them out. That's how you release the toxicity is by talking it out. And therapy can help do that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. When they designed it, they designed it to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist. And by the way, if you don't like your therapist, you can just switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash drag race. Welcome back. It's the first annual Christmas ball and some of the most popular queens in the show's history make their way into the workroom one more time. First up, All-Stars 3 winner and Season 7 contestant Trixie Mattel. Trixie Mattel Mattel walks back into the room. Taylor, what are your thoughts when she walks back in? I love Trixie. I think Trixie's great. I wasn't a huge fan of her look with the muff and the... um. And the hood, mm-hmm. it, it didn't look as polished as I would have liked to do. But she's always very funny, and and she's she's great. She she always has a great energy to her that I always enjoy watching. But did you think she was funny? She kept, look, I think it's tough to be in that room by yourself, okay? Because you're talking to no one. But she starts with her dumb jokes, and uh, I don't know. I, I just was like, meh. But look, but I will say, this is in fairness to her. I feel it's really tough to be in that room first. And even like legendary funny queens like Bianca Del Rio, I feel she's awkward when she's in there first. I think it's an awkward place to be just in the workroom, cameras on you, and nobody else is there to talk to. I will say that. Willem. Willem was the first one in for season four. Yeah. And I remember, ooh, we got some big models here. I hope that girls don't have diabetes. Oh, I, remember, said that? I remember that line. 
Oh, well, there you go. Uh, okay, so uh, Trixie, but yeah, she looked. I actually, to be honest with you, I feel the show gives everyone. Uh, well, what it, I feel like dressing in a Christmas theme, a winter theme, is not necessarily easy, but it's a very easy look to do well because there's layers for some. Yeah. Oh, really? There's some you don't agree with. Interesting. Oh, yeah. There's some that were not. No. Oh, interesting. We're going to get to that in a second. But I think Trixie looks fine. I think she looks great. Uh, let's move on. Next from season four in All Stars one and four, Latrice. Royale, she comes in the room. Taylor, your thoughts when she, Latrice Royale walks in the room? There was a picture uh, I saw on Reddit tonight that was a screen capture of when it was just Trixie and Latrice, and they had their heads back laughing, and somebody wrote, I can hear what this picture sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 I don't think I know anybody that doesn't love Latrice. Mm. And I think that she is, she's definitely one of my all time favorites. And I am here for it. And I loved seeing her. I thought the dress looked great. I wasn't crazy about the wig, but I thought the dress looked, I, I loved, I loved the Santa, the Santa dress. It fit her great. I think she looked great. I think she's one of the most natural queens. Like, I feel like what you see is what you get with Latrice Royale. If you see her in public walking down the street, she's the same person that you're going to see in the workroom. I don't think she puts on any sort of persona or airs. I think she just is who she is, and that's why everyone loves her. She's real. She's authentic. She's Latrice Royale. I would agree with that. Yeah, moving on. The parade of the big girls continued when Eureka O'Hara from seasons 9 and 10 walked into the room. Taylor the Latte Boy, your thoughts when you saw Eureka O'Hara? Uh, we kind of talked a little bit about this on a show a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, Eureka is kind of one of those where I'm like, oh, my God, you're back again sort of thing. But she was she was fine. If anything, I thought she was she was really good on this episode. I thought mm-hmm. she I thought she did really, really well. Um, I loved her hair mm-hmm. when she first came in. I thought that was great. And the red dress was a little when you compare it next to Latrice's that had the, had the fur lining and all that, it was, it was, it was a pretty dress, but it didn't read overtly Christmas. Like some of the other girls dresses did. All right. Um, you know, I have very mixed feelings about Eureka. I mean, I think she did make, if you think about the show, I think if she wouldn't have been there, it would have been way more boring. Not that it was like the most interesting thing ever because of her, but she did bring some I, – I can't even imagine sitting through this episode without her, right? However, there is something very kind of annoying about her, and I see why she gets under people's skin. Mm-hmm. And so you could get – you could – you even – there's actually a point where she's talking, and Trixie's about to say something cunty to her, like – uh, you, you but it, she talks over her like like right. no, it's no wonder and then you, you don't hear it yeah because your Trixie's talked I mean Eureka's talked over her um, but yeah so like my take on Eureka was just like you're you're Eureka but you're right I think she should have waited it's Eureka, Eureka's gonna have to sit out for a long time before anyone's ready to see her again on yeah. the show it's been three seasons in a row uh, all right brush up on your drag herstory from season two here comes. Sonique, your thoughts on Sonique? I forgot about Sonique. I mean, I know that I knew she was on season two and I, she looks amazing. I was very distracted by her breastuses. Um, I, I loved her outfit. Somebody, uh, somebody else on Reddit said that she looked like the uh, Christmas, I think it was the Christmas queen or Miss Christmas 
from Batman Returns, mm-hmm. the one that gets pushed off the side of the building I and Batman gets blamed for it. It's if you go back and look at a screen capture versus that, that's almost what it kind of looks like she based the outfit on. Mm-hmm. But she looked she looks amazing. It's very clear that Madonna is her God, mm-hmm. that she she definitely in bone structure. And I know that apparently allegedly she's had some work done to kind of resemble Madonna a little mm-hmm. bit. And you can definitely see that in her inspiration. Um, Madonna is sort of her muse, you could mm-hmm. say. And and I and you get that. But I was I was glad to see her. I she is somebody that I think this was successful for her in that it was definitely I would see her on an all-star season. I'd be happy to see her come back for an all-stars. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I thought was interesting when she came in and she opened the she opened the the roles mm-hmm. and it had her name. I almost wonder if that was as the people knew who she was. No, I was I had that note down. She's yeah. the only one that came in with her name written down on the role, I think. I don't know if she designed it or the producers were like, you you better do this. Yeah. Who has to have that conversation with her? But maybe she knows it. You maybe. Know, she, because, because Babalu had no idea who she was. He was like, who I've is seen that? her run on season two and I don't really remember who she was. She, I, well, she was only in the fr- She was like definitely the in the first like, two third. Or three. Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't around super long, but I'd be, I would be happy to learn more about her. I think she's fine on this Christmas one. I mean, we'll talk about her later, but I feel she looked fantastic, and that's pretty much where it ended. For me, at least. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, bet you did not see that coming. I'm making a dumb version of the do not see come for me. <laughs> From season eight, Kim Chi is in the house. Taylor Latte Boy, your thoughts on Kim Chi? Kim Chi, Kim Chi's, I mean, she is a look queen. This is a look episode. Um, I think this look was maybe more successful than another look later on, which we'll get to. I love Kim Chi. I, I think I think she's great. It felt like her lisp was more pronounced though this episode. Mm-hmm. I I had a harder time understanding her this time mm-hmm. than when she was on her when she was on season nine. Okay, and I don't know if there's been. I don't. I don't know why, or maybe I just got used to because I heard we'd hear her all the time. I got used to hearing her voice and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But there was things times she said stuff that I'm like, I have no idea what she's saying right now. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, I actually loved her look coming in. I thought she looked fantastic. Uh, she looked great. She is an amazing look queen. She always looks fantastic. And but you know, actually, I feel she's a very funny queen. I want to see her on an All Stars. I know she's had, hesitated doing All Stars because. One, she brought the looks. I, you know, we'll get again. We'll get into this when we get to the looks. But I don't feel we really got a sense of her humor because there wasn't a lot of natural time with the girls, and I feel that's when Kim Chi shines. Kim Chi is somebody who I has great energy, mm-hmm. and you know, as I've said before, talking about other folks, when somebody has really great energy, I want to, or at least the perception of great energy, I want to learn more, and I want to, I want to get as much as I can from them. Mm-hmm. So she is definitely somebody that I would love to see on a future season of All Stars. She's somebody mm-hmm. that I would just love to to get to experience more on this medium. Uh, all right. Jush the Halls from Season 7 and All-Stars 4, it's Jasmine Masters. Your thoughts on Jasmine Masters? That dress was sick. <laughs> like that good? dress was nuts. The, the silver sort of brid, grid work, it was, it, was, it was amazing. I don't quite get how that was holidays other than mm-hmm. that it was silver. I mean, she definitely showed off her silver bells, but uh, I love Jasmine, and, and Jasmine is somebody that I... As we talked about before, 
I hope that I hope has a successful run on all stars Four, mm-hmm. uh, just because I think that she is somebody that definitely grew from her time on season seven until now. She is somebody that people have really kind of grown to love. She was an unsung hero in her season. Mm-hmm. And I was, I, I I'm hoping that she gets the accolade she deserves. All right. Very good. Um, I actually don't remember her look. Oh, I remember her look walking in. Look, she had the mink. Yeah, she had the mink. I'm gonna get into this when we actually talk about her look on the runway. I mean, I get. Uh, I don't know. I'm so. Com- I love because I love jazz and masters, but I feel. Yeah. Like I'm, I feel choices. Yes. No. I. I have. I wrote down everybody's what everybody's look was for the the runway, and and there there were a couple of choices. And what's funny there. is, again, it's jo- Jasmine Master is so good with quotes, and I don't feel we got a lot of Jasmine. This show felt so rushed that I don't feel we got a lot of what Jasmine Masters is known for. Yeah, well, I mean, it's there. There, you you said it best when you said there were not a lot of natural moments. There yeah. it was a lot of it was scripted, and a lot of it was set up for introductions to RuPaul songs. Well, what's funny is I think that the the, the person I did the most disservice to was Sonique. Or maybe it did the most service to her because she is a look queen. Because actually, anytime you actually dealt with Sonique, she was really kind of boring. So maybe actually Sonique benefited from this. Everyone knows who she is again, but she wouldn't be interested in actually knowing who she is, unfortunately. But I, well, they I, didn't really get into her like her being trans and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, which oh, would have been gonna, really interesting. But yeah. that's this what this wasn't the right platform for that. That's why I'm saying I would love her to come back for another season and then maybe be where she can share a little bit more. Yeah. Um. All right. Finally, Shangela. It's, it's Shangy. I mean, yeah. How can you not love Shangy to some degree? I was worried we were going to have some sort of Game of Thrones winter is coming reference. There wasn't there, one. Winter is here. Oh well. The, okay, but then that went over my head. I guess so. She but, walked in and she went, "Winter is here," and I went, "Oh God." <laughs> well, I did say she gets to have one on the okay, other episode when we one. talked about the cast. So yeah, and that was the only one. Um, I loved the color green of the dress, and mm-hmm. I get I, I didn't realize that she was trying to be a Christmas tree until I think Trixie said she came in walking like a damn tree. Um, but it's it's Shangela. I, I, she was the one that if anybody was going to be the Christmas queen, I feel like it should have been her. But yeah. that's who I was assuming until towards the end. And I'm like, she's not going to give this to any of these bitches. I can see it coming. But yeah. Uh, oh, you saw that coming. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Once everyone was there, RuPaul entered the workroom to sing a shitty song and deliver this week's mini challenge. Each of the girls would pa- was paired with a hot-ass pit crew member to dance down the runway to a shitty RuPaul Christmas song. After the song was over, RuPaul, for no apparent reason, named Mayhem Miller the winner of the challenge. Tate Latte Boy, your thoughts on this mini challenge? I didn't get why Mayhem won. That. I didn't get... I didn't, I, I was thinking, like, how is she going to decide who won? Because the because yeah. to be honest with you, I couldn't tell you what a fucking goddamn thing any of these drag queens did. I was watching the pit crew as they were dancing. Yeah. My eyes were on the pit crew. My eyes weren't on the girls. You know. Yeah. So well, that's like, what I'm saying. They were all cute, and I love the fact that some of them had like chest hair and stuff. They weren't all like super like boring. <laughs> they weren't all that like you know wet seal. Mm-hmm. So they were. They were. There was a couple. They were. There was varying types and there were varying hues and colors and creeds and and it was it was a reindeer smorgasbord yeah i was loving every minute of it i'd like to guide their sleigh 
Yeah, it was fun to watch. Uh, I my eyes were on the pit crew. At a certain point, they're like, I should be watching the drag queens, but they really weren't doing much, anything interesting. They were more like, they were more like interacting with the pit crew. Like it was all about the pit crew member dancing, and then they would somehow like play with him by spanking him. Or but they weren't necessarily doing the. You know, the only one that did this year, Rico, with her stupid kicks. You know. Yeah. She's yeah yeah, but other than that, it was just like it was just another chance, yet another chance in this episode to play a shitty RuPaul song, a Christmas song. Uh, it was fine. I have no idea why Mayhem won, and you know what? At least give her a prize. It wasn't even a prize. It was another chance for them to do. And then what would you? Let's talk about this right here. What were your thoughts about the Ross Matthews as the gay Christmas elf? Ah, uh, I have a thought on that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It was bad. It was I really feel, it was really bad. I feel it wasn't supposed to be part of the episode. And they thought that the episode was bad or needed some funniness. So like, what if we brought in Ross and dressed him up as a gay Christmas elf and then interjected him in the episode? I could see that. Because he's reacting to the things they say in the room. Yeah. So, I mean, that clearly wasn't scripted prior to. Yeah. Because, but, well, maybe it was. I don't know. Um. Yeah, no, it was. It's it's not. It's not really good. It was hard. That outfit did him no favors. But but it's just like there's just emasculating him. RuPaul would never dress the fucking elf. No, you know they make him. Well, no, she would be. She would be. You know, a Santa Claus or a Mrs. Claus. Yeah, RuPaul. Then making Ross dress as an elf. It was so humiliating. This poor Ross Matthews, so talented. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I can't wait till he he quits the show and he comes out with his book. But what a monster RuPaul is. Uh, all right, moving on. In the main challenge, next, RuPaul announced this week's maxi challenge. The girls were forced to perform the RuPaul song, Get to You, and this horrible Todrick is going to choreograph it. <laughs> Back in the workroom, the girls partake in the real challenge, smoothly working in the product placements and lip syncing to RuPaul's horrible songs. Also, we learned that Mayhem Miller has money to buy gifts for her family, finally. Sonique took her mom to Hawaii and on an airplane for the first time. Oh, and look, she has a photo in the mirror from that trip. <laughs> and Jasmine went to go see Patti LaBelle, and Patti LaBelle brought her up on stage. The segment ends with the girls performing a lip sync to a horrible RuPaul song. Taylor Lante Boy, your thoughts on this segment? When they were all sitting there yeah. and they were all telling the stories and Mayhem, who has talked about the fact that she's, you know, had family issues and stuff and and she's and it's starting to get where you're like, OK, we're having a mirror moment. And then Latrice is suddenly snapping her finger off to the side mm-hmm. and, and swaying back and forth. And I was like, oh, this this doesn't feel right. I'm, I'm suddenly uncomfortable. I'm suddenly uncomfortable. And then it turned into this weird musical number. It, it was it was weird. It was just weird. Yeah, but I feel a lot of those British Christmas specials are weird. Like, I, I do, I will say this. Once you bought into it and goes, oh, this is a dumb, silly thing that means nothing. You go, oh, okay, I'm just going to be along for the ride. There's, there are no stakes here. You know? And so, it, well, you're right. It was just, But it was just, like, that's why there's not much to say about this episode. Uh, All right. On the main stage, RuPaul walks down in her Christmas gown, but not before performing a whole song with backup dancers. Next, the girls perform their choreographed number dressed in retro 80s couture. Tato the Latte Boy, your thoughts on this whole segment right here? RuPaul, I liked the, how she looked, all that. 
Well, okay, we talked about RuPaul coming out and doing the lip sync and just being wonderful, and and I love the dancing and 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 all that. Yeah, I didn't quite understand why we were doing an 80s thing other than maybe the song had kind of 80s inspiration but everybody was sort of in these neon colors i was sort of expecting it to be like related to christmas a little bit more they all kind of looked like maybe they were and it wasn't even like they were all dressed for like 80s winters Mm -hmm. it was which is ivy's aunt um it was it was they were just sort of all in these 80s outfit i love shangela's the best Mm because shangela with the big hair and she was wearing yellow and black and and uh, again, all the dancers super cute in their in their tank tops and their little shorty shorts. Um, I mean, it was again it, at this point I recognize okay, this is this is just like a seventies variety special. Yeah, you know, you you said something a couple minutes ago that when you said it, it it kind of helps everything to fit into place. There was no stakes to this. There were no stakes this episode. Yeah, this this was to promote the new album mm-hmm. and. Actually, I take that back because I think there is stakes, particularly for one queen, and I'm going to back up. Oh, you're making a fat joke with Latrice. It's very cheap, Taylor, and I won't stand for it. No, no. I think that I said when we talked about the cast for this and for All Stars 4, um, I talked about that this could be potentially have been a sort of um, soft audition for Mayhem Miller for a future All Star season. And Mm -hmm. I think that in many ways this was for Mm -hmm. her. So I think that she maybe had a little bit more stakes than the other girls in recognizing that there's a chance that she could extend her time on dry grace by eventually doing another all stars, maybe all stars five or all star six in the future. Mm-hmm. And this was a way to show that you did send me home too early on my season. Well, also I'm a team player. You asked me to do something. I did it. I delivered. I did what I was asked to do. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, my thought. First of all, let's talk about RuPaul. She like as we discussed, she looked amazing. She looked phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It felt. It reminded me of actually old supermodel of the world RuPaul. Okay. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, actually, I've been making fun of the numbers that all the queens had to do, but actually, RuPaul performing with those uh, those pit crew members, I actually thought that was a good number. Yeah, I thought it worked. I thought it fit in the theme, and I, and I was a fan to, with it. And actually, I didn't hate the choreographed number that the girls did. I will say this. Clearly, Jazz and Masters did not know the words. A lot of them didn't know the words, but Jazz and Masters, I don't think, knew the words of anything ever. Because um, they wouldn't show Jazz and Masters lip-syncing into anything except one part where she had to go like, oh, yeah. You know, but yeah. I don't think Jazz knew her lyrics. It's, and she, I don't think she was the only one. I feel like Kim Chi was similar to that when they were all singing in the by the piano. Mm-hmm. And I had had slight internet issues right at times while the show was on. And I was wondering if the sound was like maybe half a second ahead mm-hmm. and that it wasn't just matching up. So I w- I'm glad to hear you say that, that it wasn't just me seeing that. that that's, no, that's the, a lot of the girls didn't know the words. And also, I will say, I was thinking, the time, oh, Jasmine's going to win. No, not Jasmine, sorry, Shangela's going to win. Because Tonrick had Shangela front and center the whole time, while the other mm-hmm. girls were at the side some of the time or most of the time. You didn't really see them, but you, Shangela was always front and center. She was always the center of attention. So I was like, oh, they're trying to sell us on a Shangela win here. Yeah. So, there was a lot of people on that stage. There, that was, there was a lot going on for that stage being as small as it was. Yeah. No, so you I figured there was, there was 16? Uh, yeah. Eight dancers, eight queens. Yeah, eight dancers, eight queens. You're yeah. right. There were 16 people on that stage. Uh, okay, so here's what we're going to do now. When we come back from the break, 
we are going to be talking about the looks, and the theme for the looks was non-denominational holiday eleganza, when we're back from the break. Over on Patreon, Taylor and Joe reviewed some of the rumored lip-sync songs for the upcoming All-Stars 4 season. Joe and Lori continued their recap of Dragula Season 2, and Evan and Joe dished all the tea for the upcoming All-Stars 4 season. Remember, for $3 a month, you get all this bonus content as well as each brand new episode several days early, commercial-free, and with bonus content. For instance... The first part of today's episode was heavily redacted because Joe and Taylor had a conversation that was so dirty, the sponsors would have canceled their accounts. So, to take full advantage of all the content, head over to patreon.com slash drag race recap and join at the $3 level to get even more drag race recap content. All right, now it's time for the looks. Taylor, do you have the looks open in front of you? Okay, so the first one out was Eureka, and Eureka came out in a dress inspired by, I believe it was, uh, I forget what year, but it was a holiday Barbie. Was it 96? Okay. And I remember when I first saw this picture of, of much of the cast kind of standing together. In Entertainment Weekly, I was it was clearly I thought it was missing Mrs. Claus inspired. Yeah, me too. But I know that too. Yeah, but but knowing that this is with the blonde hair and adding the yellow and it was this experience, I mean, it's a really great recreation. Mm-hmm. And I thought she looked beautiful. I I liked her with the long blonde hair. Um, you you just said a moment ago about Dolly Parton, and I definitely see a Dolly Parton influence there. Um, but I I thought it was one of my favorite. There really are it's kind of split down the middle ones I like and ones I don't like. And she was definitely in the list that I do like. All right. Very good. I would give this toot. I would give this look a toot. I would give this look a toot as well. All right. Who's next? Next up we have Sonique and Sonique is wearing a brown or a tan suit that is gingerbread man inspired with red gloves and big red buttons. And she has, sort of that royal icing running down the liner drawing down the um seams of all of the of the of the suit and she has her hair in a blonde updo looking very madonna music era um she i love this idea it was kind of out of the box a little bit because mm-hmm. it wasn't very colorful but it definitely was gingerbread when you look at it you recognize that it's gingerbread yeah so it kind of stands out in the fact that it doesn't stand out if you know what i mean as far yeah. as color goes um one of my favorite looks because it seemed original it seemed much more original than some of the other looks um so i i give this look and she looks great so i give this look a toot i give it a toot as well and that also brought one of my favorite moments when she popped open the jacket and both michelle and rue at the same time said these have always brought me luck and yeah. then laughed. That was that seemed like a funny, genuine moment between the two of them. All right. Very good. All right. So next up we have Latrice Royale. Latrice is in wearing red and gold, and it is a shorter skirt with sort of a cape and a hood that goes over it. And there is uh I forget what those are called, the sort of the buttons that are you kind of weave them through. I don't. I don't know. This. I did not like this look. Oh, really? I loved her hair. I thought her hair looked great. The dress itself did not read Christmas to me. It mm-hmm. actually read very like Chinese New Year. Oh, interesting. Um, 
but uh, as far as as far as the look goes and as far as being Christmas eleganza, it was it was a miss for me. The dress that she wears later on when she's lip syncing felt more Christmassy to me, and I thought she looked gorgeous there. So as far as her runway look though goes, this is my first boot of the night. Oh wow, a boot from Taylor. It's a toot for me. Sorry, Latrice, that Taylor's so mean. Next up, we have Trixie Mattel. And Trixie Mattel is wearing an outfit inspired by a Christmas angel. She is dressed completely in white with some earmuffs. And she is holding a scepter to remind everybody that she was the winner of All Stars 3. Oh, yeah. She said that at one point when she was walking. Um, Another one of my looks that I have a feeling did not read well on TV and probably read well read better in person. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked sloppy to me. It didn't really? look it didn't look as polished as I would like it to. And I think that the outfit also would have been a little more elegant if she didn't have the earmuffs on. I think yeah. the earmuffs actually took away from it because all it did is it sort of boxed in her face and how dark her makeup is around her eyes mm-hmm. and it just it didn't do her any favors. So this actually is my second boot of the night. Wow. I give it a 2. Okay. All right. Next up, we have Next up, we have Mayhem Miller, mm-hmm. and Mayhem comes out dressed like Krampus. Mm-hmm. Krampus, Krampus, yeah, Krampus. And I loved this look again for originality. Mm-hmm. It was evil. It was dark, and it kind of represented the darker side of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I loved her eyes. The fact that her her shoes had hooves in them, and with the horns and everything, just an amazing, amazing. Again, much like Sonique. It, it's not all just about everybody looking like Mrs. Claus. You want to yeah. do something that makes you stand out. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she was dressed head to toe in black and it was this evil dark character, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I'm going to that my favorite look of the night. Whoa, Taylor's named it. The Paul Hollywood handshake, his favorite look <laughs> of the night. All right. Yes. Uh, yeah, toot for me. I did like how different it was. It looked great. All right. Next up, we have Jasmine Masters. Jasmine, Jasmine Masters. Masters came out in a gold dress. Yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. thing with gold boots. And she had her head wrapped in a bag or it was supposed to be a bow or it was gauze or it was something. I I don't know. I, I This this look confused me. I did not like this at all. Um and I didn't like that she couldn't see her face, and I, I just no, just not 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 a good look. So this this was another uh, boot, a big boot for me. Might be my only boot, maybe. Uh, it looked cheap. It didn't look yeah. good. You couldn't see her face. Big boot. Okay. Next. Next up is Kim Chi. Mm-hmm. Kim Chi came out dressed like a, a stack of presents. Mm-hmm. Um, again, wearing red and gold, but it was wrapping paper. And she had her hair done like a tree where it had little red bows all over it. And on yeah. her shoulders for like, l- l- um, not lapels. What do you call those things that go on like general soldiers? I don't know. I'm a homosexual. <laughs> Right, which means you should know that because it's the most homosexual thing that a general wears. But she had big presents, and then she was wearing a large box. Um, I wanted more. This this look, I loved the concept. I thought it did not look polished. It looked very crafty to me. Mm-hmm. And as a result, this is this is another this is another boot for me. Oh, really? This is the, actually I was actually I will say this is a toot with reservations. 
so because um, I love kimchi. But I, 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 when I originally saw the small picture on Entertainment Weekly's website, I was excited to see this close up. And when I saw it close up, I was kind of like, oh, that's not good. I think it's great. I like it. It looks like Club Kid meets Christmas. Toot. Okay. So last up, we have Shangela. And Shangela came out dressed like a snowman from, what is it, Frostula was the name of the snowman that she came out with for her very first Christmas-themed runway many, many years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Beautiful. Elegant. I love, love, loved the top hat with it. And I loved the mask that would go over the mouth that had the the um, carrot for it. This feels very much like a this dress is a winner's dress. This is a Christmas queen pageant winner dress to me. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. It was elegant. I loved everything about it. I'm looking at the picture that you took of the screen. Her makeup is flawless in this. I loved the big hair. It's very rue hair mm-hmm. um, in color and design, and I I just think it's great. So this definitely was a toot for me. I agree. It's a toot. Even though I could have done without the hat, but I realized she was doing a snowman thing. It's a toot for me. And that's why she was the winner of the whole thing. Let's call the show off. Right, Taylor? All right. I agree. All right. After the looks, everyone laughs at RuPaul's horrible jokes because they're afraid of her. Everyone sings in the (laughs) workroom. And Sean Morales delivers Postmates possibly for real. Back on the main stage, RuPaul announces that all of the girls must lip sync against each other in teams of two. First up, Mayhem Miller versus Sonique. Taylor Latte Boy, your thoughts on that first lip sync? I mean, it was again. It's they're horrible RuPaul songs. Yeah. So it's not you're not invested in seeing them because they're not songs that you know. Yeah. You know, like that's the thing with when they some of the songs that we uh, talked about on an earlier episode that are going to be on uh, potentially All Stars Four. We don't know them. So while we were sitting here, we were like kind of looking at each other, like, "Oh, all right. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess this is an okay song." Yeah. Whereas other songs that you said may be on All Stars 4, I was super excited for. Yeah. Um, the, 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 they just weren't great. I, the, the standing on the box made me nervous. Oh, yeah. Because I thought she was going to try to do a, you know, are she going to jump from there sort yeah. of moment again? But just whatever. Uh, yeah. You know, the one thing I will say is Mayhem Miller did a good job, but you could tell Sonique's kind of boring. Yeah. And so, like, I was like, oh, this is one Sonique's one shot. And she was kind of, but meanwhile, Mayhem Miller is literally lip syncing for her life. Uh, mm-hmm. Next, we have Jasmine Masters versus Shangela. Why did she keep the thing on her head the whole time? I, part of me thinks conspiracy theory Joe thinks Jasmine wasn't under that thing. That Jasmine stormed off or was late or clearly didn't know the words. And they made whoever was there put the mask on. Or they made Jasmine, Jasmine didn't know the words. Like, you know what? Put her your fucking mask on. Because it wasn't even – it was suddenly she was in like a black dress. She wasn't yeah. in the gold dress anymore. Yeah. Jasmine, put that thing on your face. It, there, there, was <laughs> there was something where I think they tried doing it and Jasmine just didn't know the words. And they're like, you know what? Just put that fucking mask on. Well, because it was also – it was a wrap too, right? Mm-hmm. It was it wasn't a bit more like really it was more about Big Frida than RuPaul. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and watch that and see – you know, because Jasmine has a very distinct body. So I wonder if the body – I wonder if the bodies match up. All right. It was horrible. Next, uh, we have Trixie versus Eureka. It was okay. Yeah. I I couldn't even tell you a thing about it. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I do one thing about it. 
Trixie says Eureka is such a great lip sync. She calls her lip sync assassin, which I don't know if I agree with, right? But then she goes, but I must do something right because I won All-Stars. I'm like, uh, bitch, you didn't win All-Stars because you're a great lip syncer. Yeah. You won All-Stars because the jury put you there. Right. Well, and that was a funny thing she said in the very beginning of the episode. Well, can we just do a vote like we did last time? Yeah. Because that helped me out last time. So I uh, no, no, But that's the I only memorable know. thing I have from that. And same thing with Latrice versus Kim Chi. Any, any thoughts there? Okay, but this is also what I said before. Kim Chi and Latrice both modified the dresses that they wore on the runway, and they both looked great. Kim yeah. Chi's dress looked much better with the hair until she took off the hair and then she had the Santa hat and then she just looked like a boy in a dress. Mm-hmm. Like there needed to be some sort of length under the Santa hat to show that she still was, you know, serving girl. Yeah. And, and I, that was a little like, Oh, but um, I, the dress that Latrice had on for the lip sync and the moves that she gave and everything, she was definitely, she was feeling the song and that was, she was, she was the most fun of all of them. I think to watch for the lip sync was Latrice. Mm-hmm. You're right. I agree. Uh, after the break, RuPaul announced the winner as the entire cast. As a prize, RuPaul and, and Michelle Visage and their stand-ins lip sync for their lives to yet another horrible RuPaul song. Taylor, any final thoughts on the episode? Well, I think that with the, with the final thoughts uh, or the final lip sync between RuPaul and Michelle, I knew... Nobody was going to win when they never said anything negative about any of them when they came oh, down. Oh, I didn't even and think that's that. when I knew. And they even comment on that where they said, Michelle, you didn't say a negative thing about anybody. And I'm like, they're not giving this to anybody. Or they're going to say, and the winner is me because I'm the Christmas queen. And RuPaul, there was going to be some joke like that. Mm-hmm. Like when RuPaul would do the top 10 moments of a season and then the last one was always the her looks walking up and down the runway. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be something silly like that. Um, but you have where Michelle's kind of doing the Charlie Hyde standing in one place the whole time while RuPaul's all walking around. I guess that was a bitch. You're going to stand there so that I can. Yeah. So I was wondering. You know, I was like, I actually I put in my notes who knew RuPaul, Michelle was such a horrible lip syncer, but you think that that was, she was told to do that. I think she was told to stand there probably so that RuPaul could just kind of wander around and do, do what RuPaul does oh. <laughs> on this episode, not other episodes, but this episode. Yeah. Uh, it was look. It was. It's a fun episode. You know, we've been sort of talking shit on the horrible songs and stuff like that. But it was. It was fun. It was. I'll be honest with you. It felt kind of boring at times. Um, like for instance, they didn't need to do the judges' deliberations. I'd rather seen. To be honest with you, something else. Yeah. Um. But uh, if they, especially when they're going to crown anybody, why would you? Why would you bore us with critiquing them and just giving positive comments? Well, because I think it's supposed to be one of those, it's the holidays, so it's going to be about joy and giving and, and all that kind of stuff. And I can see why they wouldn't necessarily want to trash somebody. And they definitely, I, I think they could have definitely trashed Jasmine, uh-huh. but they didn't want to do that because it's a Christmas show and you don't do shit like that at Christmas. But I also think that it should have just been presented. I almost feel like we kind of got bamboozled a little bit because it kind of feels like, it's okay to say bamboozled, isn't it? Is that a racist term? No, I want to be racist. For some reason, I thought for some reason in my head, bamboozled is a racist term. All no. of a sudden, I thought, oh, I should have just said that. Um, but if it is, we'll hear about it. Um, because if they had just said it is a holiday special, mm-hmm. I would have gone into it with a different mindset than I did, thinking it was going to be an actual competition. Mm-hmm. So that that's that that I guess is why I have this 
odd taste in my mouth about it compared to what I what I was expecting. You know what? Halfway through, I realized what it was. I did. I did think they were going to name somebody, but as a winner. But once I realized what it was, I was like, all right, this is fun, and you get to see a bunch of looks. And they, I mean, the girls did serve a lot of looks for this episode. When you think about the lip syncs and the different walk. The, they have a workroom entrance, and they have the choreographed '80s look, and then they have the a couple of the lip syncs that were just thrown in the episode. And right. then you have the pajamas where they're all in the pajamas. One on the pajamas, the one when they were in the I mean, they have a bunch of different looks that they serve. And mm-hmm. uh I think it was meant to be fun, lighthearted, and I appreciate it for that. So I'm not I'm not judging it with the same harshness I would a regular episode. Um yeah, yeah and it was fun to see Rue and Michelle lip sync to each other. They obviously they knew we knew it was stand-ins, and that was funny. Uh mm-hmm. and I and uh everyone, you're right, no one's feelings were hurt, everyone left a winner, and it was good. I actually have, believe it or not, as much as we made fun of it, I actually do have positive feelings for this episode. Oh, yeah, no, it's not like where I walked out going, well, that was a shit show. That, no. What the hell was that? I mean, I'll it never just watch was it again. not what I was expecting. I'll never what? watch it again. No, I'll probably never watch it again either. Yeah. But it was a fun little thing to do there. Well, that concludes this special episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Please sure to join us next week when Sirius XM Radio's Larry Flick and I will discuss, dissect, and deconstruct the season premiere of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 4. So, until then, for Tana the Latte Boy and myself, sashay away until next week. Want to share your thoughts about Drag Race? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. If you want to help the show, leave us a review on iTunes. The more positive reviews we get, the higher we move up in the rankings, and that helps the show find a bigger audience. If you want to help the show out even more, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dragracerecap. For as little as $3 a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content not available on the main podcast feed. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Drag Race Recap, and follow us on Twitter at Drag Race Recap. To find all of our old episodes, visit our website at dragracerecap.com. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring the show. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash drag race today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P dot com slash drag race.